Hey, this is Pastor Arm, and I want to thank you for joining me today for the Activation Church podcast. We are here so that people can activate their life in Christ, and I believe this message is going to help you go further than ever before. Check it out. If you have your Bible, turn it to Numbers, the 13th chapter. We're not going to read it right now, but that's where we're going to land. Today, we're starting a brand new series on the power of perspective. Turn to the person next to you and say, there's power in your perspective. I want you to understand that where you are right now is not where you always have to be. Whatever your current situation is does not have to be a life sentence, but you've got to change your perspective. And so I'm excited because through this series, we're going to be able to talk about marriage and family. We're going to be able to talk about finances. We're going to be talking about identity. We're going to be talking about challenges and how our perspective shapes how we experience all of these things. Our perspective shapes how we experience life. And so to get started, I want you to imagine that right here on the stage is going to be point A. Somebody say point A. All the way over here is going to be point Z. Somebody say point Z. Now, point A is where your life began. Everybody has a born-on date. Everybody in here has a birthday, a place of origin. That is your point A. Point Z is where your life will come to a close here on earth. And then beyond Z is eternity where we will all spend eternity somewhere. You're aware of that, right? We all spend eternity somewhere, but I want to focus on the space between A and Z because this is where we currently are. This is the path that we are currently on. And as we proceed from A all the way to our Z, we all have different experiences. We all have different things that we encounter. We have different things that influence us, different people that influence us, and this shapes the way we view the world. That's what we would call perspective. Perspective shapes how you cope with difficult situations. Have you ever seen people that they face a difficult situation, but they walk through it with peace while you feel like you're going to fall apart? You know why? Because they have a different perspective. Perspective shapes how we handle relationships and what kind of value we place on them. Perspective shapes our reality. I really want to drive that home today. That your perspective shapes your reality and it affects how you experience the world that you are in. Our perspective has the ability to influence our thoughts, it influences our emotions, and it also will influence our actions. People who have a healthy perspective when it comes to marriage and family tend to have healthy uh, marriages and healthy families. Not because they don't have problems, not because they are better than anyone else, but they have a perspective 
of marriage and family that may be a little bit different than your perspective of marriage and family. And because of the value they place on it, they've learned to work through their crisis instead of allowing their crisis to destroy them. Why? Their perspective. People who have a healthy perspective when it comes to finances tend to do well financially. People who have a healthy perspective about their identity tend to be more emotionally stable because they're secure in who they were created to be. They understand their worth, they understand their value, they understand their dignity, and because of that, they don't allow others' opinions to form who they feel or what they feel about themselves. Doesn't mean that people don't have opinions about them. They do. They've just learned to have a higher opinion of themselves according to what God's Word has said about them, and they allow God's Word to put the stamp on their life and not your label. Perspective. People with a healthy perspective when it comes to problems or obstacles tend to be the people who overcome and experience breakthrough because they look at problems differently than everyone else. I, you know, I've learned that in life you cannot avoid problems. You cannot avoid crisis. You cannot avoid challenges. Are you with me? However, you have the option to determine how you are going to look at them. And your outlook of those things will determine your experience when they come. Because an obstacle can either be something that is going to set me back and ruin me, or an obstacle can be an opportunity for me to learn something new and grow into the destiny that God has called me to be in. That's why the book of James teaches us that we can have joy in the midst of various trials. Why? Because it's producing something in me. That's perspective. It's perspective when you're able to look at your problem and say, I don't like it, but I'm going to have joy in it. Because God is working something out in me. And when I get on the other side of this trial, I'm going to be stronger for it. I'm going to have a testimony in my mouth that's going to be able to help somebody else. Why? Because that's my perspective. Nothing I walk through in this life is wasted. Not if God's on my side. Nothing is wasted. The painful moments are not wasted. The things that I looked at and thought that may have been a failure is not wasted because I am learning something through it. It's all about perspective. Somebody say perspective. The way you see will determine your reality. I want to say that again. The way you see will determine your reality. Notice I did not say what you see. I said the way you see. Because it's not about what I see, it's about the way I see what I see that determines my reality. Here's the kicker, even if it isn't true. 
What I mean by that is my perspective could be all out of whack. It's still going to frame my reality. So we got to make sure that we have a healthy perspective because healthy things come through healthy perspective. And you can go all through Scripture and find the point of perspective being driven. If you go to Gideon's story in the book of Judges, we find him hiding in a wine press from an enemy he was created to destroy. Think about that. Before God formed Gideon in his mother's womb, God knew him the same way that God knows you. God called him the same way that God has called you. God gave him a purpose the same way that God has given you a purpose. And Gideon's purpose was to destroy the enemy that was coming against Israel. But because he had a poor perspective about his identity, he's hiding from the same enemy that God has said, I've created you to destroy. His ability is now confined to a wine press because of the way he sees and thinks. Wow. How many of us are in the wrong place right now because of how we see and how we think? The good news is, just like Gideon changed his perspective and came out a champion, I believe today you can change your perspective and you can start winning. How many of you feel like winning would be a nice change? I believe that for you because the Bible teaches that we are more than conquerors. Jim, more than a conqueror. That means problems come, but you conquer. Why? Because God has called you more than a conqueror. I love the story of David and Goliath. Israel perceives Goliath through the lens of their fear. David sees Goliath through the lens of his faith. Same giant, different perspective. Every man there that heard the challenge of Goliath had an opportunity to become a national hero that day. But David seized the moment because of the way he perceived it. They allowed their perception of the situation to bind them, to hinder them, to hold them back. David perceived it as an opportunity to step into his future to step into a blessing, to step into positioning himself for the call that was on his life to become king. He perceived it differently. My question is, how are you perceiving what you are currently going through? How are you perceiving your marriage? How are you perceiving your family? How are you perceiving your finances? How are you perceiving your business? How are you perceiving your problem? Is it an obstacle or is it an opportunity? So now I want to get into Numbers, the 13th chapter, because I believe this story paints a beautiful picture of how perspective alters their destiny. Their perspective alters what God spoke to them. Now, ultimately, God's plan 
comes about for the children of Israel. They missed it. That's the scary part. God's plan will succeed. Nobody can stop it. But whether or not you're a part of it has all to do with your perspective of what God has said about you. So Numbers 13, we're going to start in, I believe it's the 25th verse. I love this story. God has now brought Israel out of bondage. And as he's brought them out, he has let them know that there's a land that he has prepared for them, a place that was going to be bountiful. It was going to be a place that Israel was going to be able to thrive as a nation. God not only said, I've prepared it for you, but he said, it's yours. Go take it. So Moses sends out 12 spies to go look at the land. I've always wondered, why did he do this? I personally believe he wanted them to get a vision for where God was taking them. He wanted the 12 spies to come back and let the people know about the goodness of the land, to excite them about their future, because vision propels us into our future. You understand that? If you do not have a vision for your life, you'll wander through life aimlessly. You may do a lot, but you don't really get anywhere. You're like a hamster on a wheel. So Moses sends out 12 spies, go check out the land. This is what happens when they get back. Numbers 13, verse 25, it says, At the end of 40 days, they returned from spying out the land. And they came to Moses and Aaron and to all the congregation of the people of Israel in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh. They brought back word to them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. In other words, what God said to us is fact. He said that this is a land that produces. Here is the proof. I'm not just going to tell you about the grapes. I've brought some grapes back for you to put your eyes on. So they brought back some of the fruit and showed it to the people. Verse 27. And they told him, we came to the land which you sent us. It flows with milk and honey. God said it would flow with milk and honey. My report is the land flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. However, however, I want to say it again. However, the people who dwell in the land are strong, and the cities are fortified and very large. And besides, we saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the Negev, the Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites dwell in the hill country, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea and all along the Jordan. But Caleb, one of the 12 spies, hears this nonsense going on, and Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once, for we are able to overcome it. God said we can have it, then we can take it. Verse 31, then the men who had gone up with him said, we are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. So they brought 
to the people of Israel a bad report of the land that they had spied out, saying, The land through which we have gone to spy it out is a land that devours its inhabitants. And all the people that we saw in it are of great height. And there was in it, we saw the Nephilim, the sons of Anak, who came from the Nephilim. And we seemed to ourselves, do you see that? We seemed to ourselves like grasshoppers, and so we seemed to them. Twelve men go, they see the same land, they see the same situation, but they come back with two different perspectives. Two, two of the men come back, they're gung-ho. God said we can have it, let's go get it. The other ten come back and say, oh, this is a land that devours. We are not able to do this. They're much stronger than we are. We seem like grasshoppers compared to them. Get this. It was the same exact situation. Joshua and Caleb come back with a healthy perspective of what is going on, whereas the other ten come back with a negative perspective. Here's what I want you to understand. If you're taking notes, write this down. When you lean into what you are seeing or you lean into the way you are seeing something, you will walk away from what God is saying. When you lean into the way you are seeing it, if you have the negative perspective, then you will walk away from what God is saying. That's why Proverbs, the third chapter, verse 5 and 6, teaches us to trust in the Lord with all of our heart. Then he says, lean not to your own understanding. Why? Because your understanding may see the giants. Your understanding may see the obstacle. Your understanding may see the problems. And so God says, get beyond what you feel. Get beyond your understanding. Step into trust, which is faith, and I'll direct your path. I'll take you in and do exactly what I said I would do for you. Perspective. But when you lean into the wrong way of seeing, it will cause you to walk away from what God is saying. God promised them victory. God promised them the land. But because they felt like they were nothing, they received nothing. Because they saw themselves as grasshoppers, their actions followed suit. Isn't it amazing how we live up to what we believe about ourselves? That's why when I do weddings, I always encourage the couples to see the best in their spouse and speak to the best in their spouse. Because if their spouse believes it, they'll live up to that expectation. Because there's just something about our human nature that draws us to what we believe. It draws us. It's like we want to prove a point about the way we see it. 
So if you feel worthless, you'll tend to find yourself in worthless situations. If you feel victimized, and I'm not saying that you have not been a victim in your life. Listen, I'm not taking away the fact that giants were in the land. I'm not taking away the fact that you've got problems in your life. I'm not. But what I'm saying is if you always see yourself as a victim, you will find ways to be victimized. But if you see yourself as victorious, you will find ways to walk in victory. Are you following this? And so when I was reading through Numbers, the 13th chapter, the thing that jumped out to me like it's never jumped out to me before in the story, as many times as I've read it, was that one word, however. And I started thinking, how many times do we back up what God has said with our however? How many times do we put a however at the end of God's sentence? I know he said, goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. However, I know he said that he is working all things together for my good. However, I know that he said no weapon formed against me will prosper However, I know that he said he'll never leave me nor forsake me. However, I feel alone. And what happens is our however opens up for, y'all aren't, I'm going to come talk to this side of the church, Mary. Our however opens up the opportunity for doubt to settle in. And as soon as doubt settles into our life, the Bible says we become unstable in all of our ways. We should not expect anything good to happen for us if we operate out of doubt. So it doesn't matter what God has said about me. If I operate in doubt and keep on adding a however to it, I'm going to walk away from what he has said instead of walking in the direction of what he said. So I started thinking, what if we just flip the however? Instead of ending what God has said with our however, why don't we start ending what we feel with our however? I feel like I'm alone. However, he says he'll never leave me nor forsake me. I, I see the problem in my marriage. However, God's hand is on my life and I will experience his goodness. I will experience his blessing. I don't feel good, but however... I will rejoice in the Lord always. I don't feel like it. However, God's going to give me strength to do it. I see the giants in the land. However, I'm focused on the promise. That's the key right there, church. There will be problems and there will be promises, and you will gravitate towards the one you're looking at. Some of us are so nearsighted that we cannot see the promise of God through the problem in our face. But there's got to come a time where we learn to go, however, here's a problem. However, I'm looking around the problem because God is faithful. And if he has said it, it will happen. If God is for me, who can be against me? That's how you live in victory. That's how you start seeing things change in your life. Stop living 
according to your wrong perspective and start getting a perspective of what has God said about this. Where is the value and why is it important? And if I can learn why it's important to God, then maybe I can make it important enough for me to fight for it, to go after it. If marriage is valuable in God's sight, then I'm going to do everything I can to protect that marriage and move it forward in the right direction. We may fall, we may fail, however, I'm going to keep on moving. I'm not getting stuck. I'm not going to get stuck where I am because I see something better. I'm not getting stuck in this current situation because this is not a life sentence. I'm not going to feel worthless anymore because Jesus shed his blood for me. Some of you need to personalize that today and understand that the precious blood of Jesus Christ was shed for you. Sometimes we get so caught up in John 3.16 where we say he loves the world, and he does, that we miss that we are a part of this world. We forget that he says we are fearfully and wonderfully made, so my identity is going to be shaped by his perspective. And I can have his perspective because now... I have the mind of Christ. Is that what the Bible says? Which means I no longer have to see the way I used to see. I see with the mind of Christ. And that is something that you have to learn how to work. And sometimes we miss the promises of God because it doesn't turn out the way we thought it would turn out or it doesn't turn out when we thought it would turn out. We're really good about putting an expiration date on what God has said. I was telling someone the other day because they were voicing some of their frustrations. And I sat there and listened to them for a while. And I told them, I said, you've got to stop judging your book by the chapter you're currently in. Because the Bible says, he who started a good work in you will bring it to completion. So if I believe God is God and I believe his hand is on my life, then I'm not going to allow the current chapter to define the entire book. See, when we read scripture, we have the luxury of jumping through years in sentences. Does that make sense to you? We have the luxury of starting someone's story and reading almost their complete story within 15 to 20 minutes. And we see the turnarounds and we see the victories. We see the problems, but it seems like the victory happened, not realizing that sometimes there were years in between the promise and the fulfillment. So I can't put an expiration date on these things, and I, I, I gotta get, I gotta move beyond my expectation of what it's gotta look like. 
and realize that God will work it out exactly how he needs to work it out, when he needs to work it out. I've learned this in my life because there are things that I have lost that caused me great pain at the time. But now I can look back and see what I have gained by going through that moment. Some of the greatest trauma that I have dealt with in my life has placed me where I currently am right now. Mandy, we would not have the compassion that we have had we not gone through it. Are you, are you understanding this? I would not understand the value of friendship had I not gone through it. I would not understand the value of the people that are surrounding me right now had I not gone through it. But because I went through it, I've got the wisdom to not only increase my life, but to be a blessing to others. I often think about the story of Joseph, who is hated by his brothers. They sell him into slavery. I mean, can we just stop there and imagine the betrayal? Some of you think you've got family issues. (laughs) And I believe you do. But Joseph is sold out by his brothers into slavery. While he's in slavery, he finds himself in prison. But what's amazing about Joseph's story is no matter what he went through, he never forgot what God said. See, God gave him a vision and a dream for his future. His current situation didn't look anything like it. The dream was that he would be a ruler and his brothers would bow to him. Reality is my brothers have turned on me. Now I'm in prison. But it doesn't matter what my situation is, I'm not going to forget what God has said. And at the climax of his story, his brothers kneel before him because now he's second in command over all of Egypt. And he says this, what you meant for evil, God has used it for good. That's perspective. What if we could have that kind of perspective going into a situation? I mean, it's nice to learn from it and look back and have proper perspective, but what if we could have that kind of perspective when we go into the situation? But this is not easy. This is not comfortable. This is a challenge. This is a problem. This is a huge obstacle. I personally don't have the ability to fix what I am currently in. However, 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 I'm coming through. I'm not going to camp out in the valley. I'm going to keep on moving until I find the place that God says I can be. My prayer through this series is that God would begin to shift our perspective. The Bible teaches in the book of Romans that we cannot be conformed 
to this world. We cannot allow our mind and our perspective to be shaped by the world system. You want to know why? It's broken. You want to know why there's so much brokenness? Because brokenness has developed the system. And so many times we buy into it, but it's because we've been conformed to it. It's the path we've been on since point A. And all of our experiences in the world, all of our influences in the world has set us on this path and it's given us a perspective. And, And some of us are okay with that perspective. We're thinking, hey, it's fine for me to be heading in this direction forgetting that something happens after point Z. So Paul is appealing to the people. He's saying, don't be conformed to the world because if you follow that path, it's taking you somewhere. Are, are, you, li- are you listening to me this morning? Every step you take in life, every decision you make in life is taking you somewhere. I say it over and over again. Consider where it is taking you before you step into it. So Paul says, don't be conformed to the world. Don't be conformed to their pattern. Don't be conformed to their way of thinking. But be renewed. Be transformed. Where? In your mind. Shift your perspective. So that's what we're going after this month. Starting today. Today was all about the power of perspective. But now we're going to start getting into individual things to where we start going, okay, when we talk about marriage, I want to see it from God's point of view. Because that's the only way my marriage is going to flourish. If I don't do it God's way, it's either going to crumble up and die, or we're just going to deal with each other and do life until the kids are old enough to move out. But if I can see what God has said about marriage, and I can start living according to his perspective, I can actually build a marriage and a family that will thrive, where it's a joy to be home, where there's peace in the house. If I can get my identity right, I can't wait to talk about identity because so many of the things that we deal with in our life boil down to what we think about ourselves, the labels that we've allowed others to place on us that we live by. I need to remember that. Randy, labels we live by. Text that to my phone because that's going to be something we talk about. That just came to me. The labels we live by. Is it God's label on your life you're living by? Or is it the label that someone has placed on you? This is going to be a good series, church. This is one that you need to be here. You need to go back and listen to the videos on YouTube. You need to listen to the podcast. Take everything you can from it. Invite somebody to join you because I truly believe, I truly, truly believe if we can change the way we see, we can change our reality.